Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us an opportunity to fellowship inside of you, Lord. And just giving, making where we're able to fellowship inside of you daily, Lord. And it's not a weekly thing, Lord. Lord, I ask just thank you for being with us and for us, Lord. And just providing for us, Lord, and not leaving us inside of want, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 And amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. And this morning we are going to continue our discussion in chapter 18, verses 1 through 17. So I'd just like to thank you for joining us. And at this time, I want to encourage you, if you're just joining us for the first time, to pause this episode and... Take the time and opportunity to read that section of scripture, please. That's Acts 18, 1 through 17, just to aid in following along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And at this time, we are opening the floor to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. I just like to make an observation about Gallio. I gotta, like, you know, give him some kudos and a pat on the back when the Jews were coming to, you know, bring Paul in for questioning. Almost what, not almost what they, the exact same thing they tried with Jesus, bringing him before the courts, if you will, and how Gallio is like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this and partake in it and remove himself from it. He sees trouble brewing and he, he gets a moment of clarity. The clouds part and the sun comes out. He can see that the, if he takes part in this, the way that it's going is not going to end well. And it just kind of reminded me of how, you know, we can get with our siblings, as in me and my brothers. Sometimes when one of us is in trouble, the other two get some wisdom and they kind of move out of sight out of mind so they don't get incur wrath on themselves <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we're not so wise that we just walk into and you know we get the the whirlwind if you will mm-hmm. i think Proverbs says that a wise man sees trouble coming and hides himself but the wicked <laughs> pass, but the foolish pass on and are punished they keep going right on down the road where the trouble is and then they're surprised when they're in the midst of it so wise 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 men and women being brought up here so glory to god and you know we were talking about this before the podcast started and initially Layla, you were thinking that um galio didn't stand up for what was right and initially you know you were like well why didn't he say that he was right and things of that nature and you know we were talking about well he did and just realizing that we all have our own role before God. And we all have, the Lord will use us based on where we are. He may not have fully known all the reasons why, but he just, you know, had this feeling in his heart that we know is the Holy Spirit, but he could only describe it as, I just had this feeling that they were wrong and I knew I shouldn't be a part of it. 
but that was God working in him because in our flesh dwells no good thing. And we can't ever take credit for anything good, especially coming out of an unbeliever. But, um, but that's in nobody's flesh. He is the vine. Jesus Christ is the vine and we are the branches and apart from him, we can do nothing. So that means if it's a good idea, if it's something that blesses someone else, it is not coming from us because we're not even able to produce it. All we can produce is sin by ourselves. But just looking at him and realizing the beauty of how God uses whomever he chooses. And I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it just kind of happened that way. But it doesn't always look the same. And sometimes we can be focused on, well, he didn't say these words. Well, he didn't do it like I thought he should. But God's going, you know, clapping his hands going, I'm pleased with that. That's exactly what I wanted from that person. So for um, Gallio, um, that was what he had to offer. That's what the Lord wanted him to do for where he was in his role. And he did that. But because it didn't look like him saying Jesus is Lord, you know what I mean? And, and proclaiming literally the name of Jesus, it can be easily dismissed as though he had missed the mark or had done something wrong. But I just wanted to connect that with Luke 9 verses 49 and 50. And it says, now John answered and said, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we forbade him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, do not forbid him. For he who is not against us is on our side. And that scripture just means just because it doesn't look the way we think in our human mind as we are coming into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and walking with him, just because it doesn't follow the format that we are expecting doesn't mean it's not God working in and through someone else. Uh And just to appreciate the beauty of God and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to see him wherever he is moving, wherever he is, even if it's a, a donkey speaking. Right. I, re- I remember one time I was going to my uh, God sister's house and it was late and I was a believer and, and she, you know, was kind of border on that, knew who God was, but not necessarily fully conformed to the image of God. And there was a woman there. It was there was a party going on and the woman was completely inebriated. I mean, drunk. She was intoxicated. And, um, I was there and I was like, okay, you know, I went to just to, just to love on my, my God sister and, you know, um, be respectful to her, to something she had invited me, but I didn't stay long. And I, I had, um, our oldest daughter with us, uh, Kyla and, um, you know, it was late. And so I was trying to leave and I had told Kyla to stand next to the car and I was going to open the door for her, but I had to go to the other side of the vehicle. And just then a car comes rushing down the street and Kylo was, she was out of the way, but even still somewhat, you know, as a kid in the way. And the person that was totally inebriated saw her before I had a chance to, and went and got her out of the way. And I realized in the moment that's God. Yes, the person was inebriated and didn't look like maybe what she should have and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But God was still able to minister through her, right? And she didn't go, Jesus is Lord in the middle of the night. And she didn't, you know, speak to the car in the name of Jesus and commanded to stop. She didn't do any of that. All she did was get my daughter out of the way. And I said, in that moment, the Lord was like, I'm helping you. I'm watching wherever. And just because it doesn't, look like what you think doesn't mean I'm not there. So I shared all that to say, even someone 
that was intoxicated could be used by God to fulfill and carry out the purposes. And how much more so this Galileo, I'm sorry, Galileo, helping and the purpose the Lord said had just told Paul, don't be afraid. I have many people in this city. Doesn't mean they were all, you know, point blank Christians, but people whose heart was willing to listen, people whose heart God knew that he could just minister to and persuade and they would follow along with him. Mm-hmm. Whereas people who were professing to to know God were resisting him and refusing him and blaspheming him under the right circumstances when they were provoked and prompted just enough. So let us just look for the beauty of who God is and Holy Spirit wherever and thank him for whomever will yield and say yes to what their role should be. Yes. Yes, Lori. Mm-hmm. What else? Oh, and the other thing was these Jews because they were playing semantics. Mm, not a good thing to be doing. They said, oh, Galileo, you said if it were a... a a matter of wickedness or crime. Well, let's go get the rule of the synagogue and beat him right here in front of your judgment seat. So as to try to trap you to either get you to side with us or, you know, trying to twist it. What they try to do with Jesus is it lawful to pay taxes to, to Caesar. They were trying to play word games with him, which you can't out word game the Lord. There's just don't even try it. Um, and Galio took no notice of these things because he knew what they were trying to do. And, Again, got smart and said, I'm not going to take part in that. So it's also an encouragement for us. Even though one side looks like um, it may be right or tries to push you in one direction, you you stay and stick with God and do what he tells you to do. You'll be safe that way. So do you see in this, all right, because we're not supposed to be unaware of the schemes, the tactics of the enemy, right? Yes. So what, how was the enemy trying to move and operate? Mm-hmm. Do you see a pattern with any of the previous times that people were stirred up against Paul? They were trying to bring him to the rulers of the city. Okay. What else? They always say something oh. about the law. This man, even with Jesus, doesn't do things the way we we think it should be done, even though, well, they both did. Hmm. What else, sir? Um, whenever they were talking about the law, they always they never wanted to the specifics. They only said that he just disobeys the law. And it's not and this is me paraphrasing. That wasn't appropriate appropriate for them to observe it. Okay. Or teaches against the law of Moses. Mm-hmm. That's usually their their verbiage. So there's that. But how does, and, and this is important, that's why I want to bring this up. How does Gallio address the situation? What does he say? If it's a question of names and laws for yourselves, you you deal with it. Look to yourselves for the answer. Okay, so I won't it's not be a judge of such matters. So he's saying it's not actually a matter of wrongdoing, or of <laughs> wicked crimes, right? But then he says, so if if it's a question of words and names and your own law, what's that scripture go? How's it go? Um, something about why do you drag your brother to court over 
things that simple things, right? Do you yourselves not know that you will judge angels? <laughs> so how how much more should you be able to get I'll say behind, but sort out these these basic things in the law? Why are you dragging yourself to to court against or and to be judged by unbelievers? Right? I'm paraphrasing that. Because of course nobody knew that Gallio clearly uh, whether he was a believer or not, he was clearly used by the Lord in this, right? Yes. Yes. But then, does the question of words and names and your own law, does that not sound familiar? Sounds exactly like what's happening in the world today, right? Even in this nation. Attempts to rephrase things, to change names and meanings, and right? So, so I, I bring this up so we can we can see it. Not just for back then, but today as well. There's nothing new under the sun. It's the same tactics, techniques, and procedures of the enemy. <clears throat> so it's important then. But then, remember, there's also scripture, <clears throat> excuse me, that says that the trap that the enemy lays before you, he will himself fall in it. It's in Proverbs, yes. and the, David talks about it in the Psalms. Isn't that exactly what happened? What, what happened to every other place that Paul was brought before a council? typically beaten and then released, right? Yes. yes. Except as you pointed out, Layla, Sosthenes instead incurs the wrath of everybody that was involved that partook of this nonsense and accusations against Paul. Hmm. They were dismissed, so now they were embarrassed. <laughs> Their reputation or credibility is uh, brought down to nothing. So then you see what was really in their heart and in their mind. Vengeance or revenge. But vengeance is mine, says the Lord, right? Yes. yes. So still not following what the Lord is saying that they claim to be preaching and and upholding, right? <laughs> saying that Paul's not doing it. And then, but, but I do want to point this out, right? Because Sosthenes, so a couple things here. This is yet another ruler of another synagogue or a leader of another synagogue, right? So a couple things. To, to have a synagogue only required 10 men. Okay? Yes. yes. And then, of course, yes, they had many had families and all that, but they required 10 men in order to start or begin a synagogue at this time. So that that's that's one. So... Clearly, there's you see that that similarity that you see in the other events and incidents with Paul, where they tried to raise up people as many as they could to join in with them, right? Yes. Yes. But even this, I want I, I think we need to understand this and how the Lord the Lord's not limited in how He moves and works, right? Mm-hmm. So Sosthenes is beaten by these people. Right? Mm-hmm. In front of the judgment seat. And then you still see how the Lord moves because it says that Gallio didn't even acknowledge it. He wasn't going to do anything towards the people, right? Mm-hmm. So just let it happen. Let the Lord sort it out. But then, wait, they're in Corinth, right? Yes. yes. So what's it say in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1? In Paul's first letter 
to the church in Corinth or his epistle to the Corinthians? Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother. Mm. So allowing the Lord to have his perfect work, to do his perfect work, to have his way in the situation allows for an opportunity, right? Eventually, that opportunity came that Sosthenes converted and became a brother in the faith. Well, his predecessor, Crispus, in verse 8 of Acts 18, was the ruler of the synagogue. And then Mm -hmm. verse 17, we see Sosthenes must have taken his place um, after he converted and believed in Jesus. Exactly. So now there's a Christian or a believer in Christ, follower of Christ, I'll say at the helm, that's been given that place of influence. Yes. To further promote the gospel, the kingdom, and the faith. That others can now believe in and have the opportunity to believe in Christ. And it seems like for some um, in the synagogue, it, like, Crispus must have walked away um, or stepped down from what he was doing, or maybe he was driven out, who knows. Um, but it seemed like the focus more so became killing anybody who um, partook of the way, I mean, believed in the name of Jesus Christ, than it did following God, worshiping God, and following the law that had been written before them. It seemed like there was a, a shift. Well, the shift had been coming. It was um, legalism to bind people versus willingly following God and having a merciful heart as the Lord intended. It became legalism, but then that even transitioned to now the business of the synagogue was to murder anybody of the way. And, you know, like sometimes we don't pay attention when we change gears or change focus from one Mm -hmm. thing to another. And soon we are consumed with and occupied with business that was never our original intention. So, you know, like if, if, um, Crispus believed in Jesus and then, you know, stepped down, walked away, or had to leave the synagogue position because he was now a believer. That's one thing. But why did that transition for Sothenes to go and try to get Paul beat up or killed or, you know, whatever? Because the focus wasn't, was no longer on let us worship God by following what he's saying, but now let us get rid of and have an opportunity to murder. And I don't know that they even realized that. But Thank God for um, Sosthenes coming in and believing in the Lord later. But you just, you see, and that gives us opportunity to guard our own hearts. Amen. And to watch the things that we're doing, that we stay in the love of God, focused on our own pursuit of Jesus from a, a heart of purity and love and pursuing our own holiness to the Lord. And when someone else decides to rise against us, we do what's right and do whatever the Lord tells us. But um, hunting and murdering <laughs> doesn't seem to be on that list. Yes. No, but it does fulfill Scripture. It fulfills exactly what Jesus said would happen, right? They'll rise up. They'll put you in front of judges and all these things. They'll kick you out of synagogues. And there's, it says that someone will even murder you, claiming they're doing it in my name, like they're doing the Lord a favor and a service. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. see all these things written about here, and and <laughs> it's important for us to recognize because it, 
If this happened, then there's nothing new under the sun. How long before that becomes, well, and I'll tell you, it's already happening in many nations around the world. Many nations, the Christians of many nations are already experiencing this. Just because whatever we in the United States or in some of these other Western countries aren't experiencing the, the full weight of this yet, the actual persecution to death. Instead, it's cancel culture and trying to remove every opportunity for a Christian in, in whatever business or school or mm-hmm. even in the church. Mm-hmm. Be aware of these things. There's always progression. And don't put your trust in people. Put it in the Lord, regardless of what the situation or circumstance looks like. He, the arm of the Lord is not too short that he cannot save mm-hmm. and deliver you. And that you doing and being sensitive to his moving and operating in his perfect will will have impact for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Not unlike what we're reading about here. So, there's a lot there. and Let's pause for today and just allow you to meditate on that and meditate on that with the Holy Spirit. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunities we give, that you give us, Lord, to turn to you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank that you make them abundant, Lord, that you don't leave anyone else behind, Lord, but that you give us each an opportunity to choose you, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins, Lord, once we have chosen you, Lord, and that you don't hold us to our past, Lord, but that you see us as a new creature. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.